you say knowledge is not uh, words. words because we all have a different purpose. Yes. Some people can make music and some people can write and then some people have a lot of knowledge and then they are able to transmit it through books or words or writings. I feel like with Tantra, it's it's uh, a practice that you can't read an experience. It's like you can't hear someone just talk about it. That's why I also like to connect the word rebel to Tantra because it is no rules. It's yeah. unstructured. Yeah. spoke about music, art, or specific talents to develop. Those are skills. But Tantra, Tantra is not a skill, actually. It's not a skill. When we talk in the break, when people ask us, can you have workshops or can we learn from you guys mm-hmm. in a workshop or something? And I feel like it's not... It's the path of uh, of the rebels. It's It's something that will come when you dare to be open when you just stumble upon things or life hits you in a way you have to choose something or you have to take a leap of faith and then things opens. The kind of experiences I had with my teacher or in other scenarios where I feel like I tapped into something similar, it's just been, you you can't plan it. Mm -hmm. Mm. Does Tantra for you require vulnerability? Yeah, I think so. If you are in a space where you don't have to be vulnerable, then you don't get the same. It's like if you are in a safe zone the whole time, you don't expand, right? So the more mm-hmm. vulnerable you are and the more trust you put into that, so the more you gain. It, I know that we're going to agree on this one, but... Uh, <laughs> we are going to yeah, or not going I, to? I think we are. Uh, are you leading me up in a corner here? <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I, I see this, for example, I, I know that this happens to both of us, going to parties and seeing a lot of people, and it's like, oh, okay. really? <laughs> you know parties, 20th century, when no. people went to parties? Oh, okay. You mean rave parties? Yeah, yeah like... <laughs> with, a the thousand, with the light sticks? With the light sticks. A thousand years ago, when people went to parties, um, and you enter a crowded room, and for, for one, you want to belong to that experience and for another side you're shielding you're protecting yourself somehow mm. in tantra you can't do that you can't just you are like yes i want to belong <laughs> to experience yeah. but i want to shield myself it doesn't work it doesn't work right <laughs> yeah and that is what's so amazing and that's why i said sometimes you have to uh, we, we spoke about a student about bypassing emotions right yes and you can't even bypass your emotions you have to go through them and mm. you just have to shoot through it and then if you land on the other side <laughs> <laughs> open <laughs> you you are ready to receive i don't know <laughs> that's why it's so um for me it's so fascinating because i have always been optimizing everything mm-hmm. you know when i share that uh, my partner called me miss optimizer i always want to optimize really about optimizing how vulnerable you can be mm. 
and I think that is very much linked up to to show love to someone and be loving, and then you are afraid of being rejected. Mm-hmm. So we don't really love people. The more you can do that without having the fear around it, the the more amazing things can happen in your life. This kind of practice is also a safe space for you to explore who you are. Do you think that through Tantra you discovered more about yourself or in any way changed the relationship with yourself? I think it changed the way I um, perceived other people. Um, I think deep inside we know who we are, right? But we want to, like we talk about the shield and yes. we want to cover that. Yes, We are so afraid of showing people who we really are, mm-hmm. that we are not lovable if they see all aspects. Yeah. And then the transformation happens when you are vulnerable and you open up and you feel kind of the beauty in opening up everything. You embrace your shadow or you embrace their shadow? Is that all the things that you put behind the shield so you're not judged, you're not rejected, you're not discriminated, all these kind of things, you take them all from the other person, but you need to take them all for from yourself too. Yeah, I feel like for me, I try to think that if I have a, a bag full of things. Mm. <laughs> yeah, let's call them things. Yeah, we call them <laughs> things. <laughs> because in the prior episodes, the last episode or a couple of episodes, yes. I need to censor. Censor, yeah. Censor you. <laughs> I had to bleep you. Do you? <laughs> it's like beep. Uh, you know that I, I think Apple or yes. Spotify, you need to have a warning. If yes, it's, like explicit content. Yes, yeah. and I read the rules and yes. that can, you need to do that even if it's just one swear word. Yes. I, re- I read the guideline, it was pretty heavy. Yes. So I was thinking, hmm, I need yeah. to... <laughs> yeah, I need, I need to, to tell you bleep, yeah, to, to tone it down. Yeah. My, my teacher regarding that, he said everything is sacred. Yeah. The long nail, dirt under the long nail, I go, everything is sacred. Yeah. But I understand that yeah. you need to. In uh, when you explained that in another episode, I th- you said the full line. Yes. Yeah, uh, but we haven't been uh, banned yet from any channels, but <laughs> we should keep it. <laughs> Yeah. No, but anyways, I don't know where we were heading. Uh, we were... Um, I am trying to... With these questions that I'm asking you is... Um, the experience of of Tantra modifies deeply the way you see yourself and the way that you relate to others. We had been talking about the shield and about this, this uh, dark uh, side that we have that we need to... Uh, we feel that we're going to be rejected if we expose it, we become vulnerable. It's out there. It's out the other person's dark side is also there. This is why purity uh, is so important. Yeah, I haven't thought of it that deeply, but this is a little bit funny because we talk about connection in Tantra, mm-hmm. that we are living and we are disconnected from others. Or Yeah. yeah. And then we talk about Tantra and then we are connecting. Then you ask me this question, do you feel like I have a deeper connection with others? Or mm-hmm. And what is a little bit strange is um, when I started to talk about my box full of things, yes. 
it's not that I kind of embrace my things and then I embrace your yes. things. This sounds a little bit um, um, counterintuitive. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like I focus more on my things. Yes. And this means that when I was struggling with anxiety or yes. I had a lot of issues uh, with the social events, I was protecting myself on all my things, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And that is a separation that comes because I'm focused on other people and their mm-hmm. opinions and what they think. Th- then you already have too much focus on other people. Mm-hmm. Through Tantra, I feel like it's mm-hmm. almost like you connect more with yourself and are more focused on yourself and your own energy. Mm. But it doesn't mean that it's me, me, me. That's why I said it's counterintuitive because when I focus the energy more on myself and how I can be the fullest and then I can share and actually send out things unconditionally, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter with other people doesn't matter so much the individual or this or that. You feel like you are part of something bigger and th- that makes me feel more connected to everything. Did, did that make sense? I think it does. I um, remember this phrase in our first talk when I was looking for a job as a yoga teacher. I said something of uh, the mat being the laboratory uh, and the place where you try and relate to yourself because this is how you're going to treat yourself outside of, mm. of your practice. And I come to realize now that this is a very tantric thing to say. And I understand the idea that reuniting the different parts of who you are, your, your, your stuff and these different things, you're presenting yourself whole Mm. to the experience you're not leaving anything behind and the other person is taking that in appreciation with everything because sometimes we judge ourselves for things that we do without really knowing if they are valuable or not i did that with myself a lot of years i don't know i felt that i was always maybe skinny or too skinny and now being 50 and have my weight is a it's a blessing. Lots of people my age are like super bloated <laughs> and everything. So I pass a lot of judgment without realizing that I was somehow being healthy. Mm. Um, and there are lots of things that when you present the full box, there is so much combining one thing with another and that the other person, instead of saying, okay, I will take... I will pick the muffin, I will pick the banana and mm. this uh, beautiful rock from here and you can have the rest. Mm. It's like, no, I take you all as as you do when you hug your child. Mm. You, you take all. And that gives a complete different experience, not only on the other person, because you're saying that you do that, you deal with all this uh, and you put it together and you're present in that experience with the other person. But on the other side, uh, you are healing yourself from the cracks and the divisions that you made inside you. Yeah, when you do that and you kind of, you make yourself less important and you make other people less important too in a way. Yeah. When you think, like you said, you are 50 now Mm -hmm. and it doesn't really matter. Almost, soon. 
And I think that also comes with age. When you deal with anxiety, and I feel like it's it's a huge part of like, I don't know, I try to remember what I was so afraid of, but something inside of me was maybe afraid of getting caught or something. Mm-hmm. That someone will reveal your true... Yeah, imposter syndrome. <laughs> yeah. I still, I still struggle we need, with that. We, we need to, we need to talk about this <laughs> yeah. in one episode. Yeah, um, and you know those um, episodes where you have someone that are really annoying, mm-hmm. or you feel like someone is getting on your nerves. Yes. What happens is that that person gets a lot of attention. Yeah. If you use the 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 um, technique with scanning, mm-hmm. you, you can kind of scan the environment and then you see something pops out. If you have a person that's really annoying, that person will really pop out. If you think that that person can go back into the mass, mm-hmm. that's why I say it's counterintuitive. It's not about um, de-evaluating amazing people that you meet, but it's still instead of putting them as center of everything. Yeah. As in when we are maybe having an argument with someone that we have issues with, mm-hmm. they s- they pop out. If you just see a mental picture of someone that you really are annoyed with, they will pop out and take a lot of your energy. Mm-hmm. And th- they will have the power of your thoughts and your emotions, mm-hmm. right? But if you separate yourself from that and you take a step back and you, you put that person a little bit more in the shadow... Mm. It's not that important anymore. The, the person will be less annoying. But you still have to do the same with yourself. Put yourself a little bit back. You are not that important. Um, this is what I mean with the counterintuitiveness. That w- when I do that, it's not because I am separated myself, but mm. I am more connecting to the whole. And it's that is the so difference. So you feel you need to take yourself less seriously? Kind of, yeah. Uh, because when we focus things ab- around the individual, yes. we are we are already disconnected from, from the collective. From the collective, yeah. And to go back to the collective, it gives us such power. Mm. And when we have uh, shared the experience of Yam Yabium, we are connecting almost in a way where we can, yeah, do telepathy or yes. read our minds. Yeah then it's not about the individuals. It's about us blending into something bigger. And I feel like that is also important when we meet someone that are giving us the love thing. If you fall in love with someone, that person will also pop out and kind of be in charge of your energy and your emotions. Mm. So if we can harness those energies and all the good things, but still take a little bit step back and still connect to the whole while we are meeting someone or... yeah. Yeah, in in the Gestalt uh, psychotherapy, we talk about figure and background. Okay, because uh, the perspective that you have on things, some figures can stand out, mm-hmm. and you lose uh, the focus of the background, or some things melt into each other. It makes a lot of sense to have this amplified perception where nothing is too relevant, because you are not too attached. To anything, you're still connected with what is happening out there, but it's not that you have it in your face, and the tree is not letting you see the forest. And I like the idea of not taking yourself too seriously. I remember when I was um, when I came to live to Europe the first time. It was uh, thir- almost thirty years ago, and I heard about the nude beaches in Spain. <laughs> 
and <laughs> I was in my early 20s and I was like, well, I'm really curious about this. And when I finally got to one of these beaches, most people were my age now. They were like 50s or more. Maybe a small family in their 30s with their kids. But most people reached the age where they didn't care about their self-image anymore, about what other people think, and they were more in the enjoyment of the moment. Mm. <laughs> For me, that, that was like, okay... I was expecting, I don't know what, what I imagined in my mind, like Greek goddesses and gods in the beach. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> 20 years old. Yeah, yeah, but th those people were nowhere to be found. It sounds like I was a creep going to a naked beach to look people naked. But um, for me, it was a completely different experience because these kind of things didn't exist in, in Latin America and people took very seriously their image and cover themselves and how they relate So that puts like in front of your face all these taboos and but when you are naked in mm. the beach then everything dissolves because you have nowhere to hide anything. I think that's why naked nakedness yes. is so intriguing. Yes. Because it is the full you. <laughs> I remember I was in Spain, Barcelona, uh, we were on a trip and I was there with a bunch of girls we were dancing. And uh, it wasn't a nude beach, but it was a n guy nude yes. at the beach. Uh, he lo he looked actually like this Greek god, but maybe 50. <laughs> yeah. But still, he looked good, yeah, yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. And he had uh, a good equipment, to okay. say it at <laughs> least. And it's just amazing how one naked man can make the whole... <laughs> it was 20 girls, and everyone was just giggling and looking, and they were just all out there. So the fascination with nudity and being naked, yeah, still to this day. <laughs> but but it's, th I think that is a, that that example is great about a thing that stood out. <laughs> yeah, something that stood out too much, and uh, that the the figure and the background and how things don't melt in the background, yeah. or being in a connection with someone, paying less attention to yourself. And less attention for the things that stood out. It's out there in the in the screen. <laughs> in the screen, yeah, in the forest. <laughs> yes. <not> just one <laughs> So maybe the object of your attention is gone, but the energy you have sent out will always remain. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank oh, you so my much. Words. <laughs> 